Welcome to Make Pods Great Again. I'm your host, John Woolley, content creator for the Instagram page, Make Wads Great Again. Welcome back to the show. I'm joined today by my forever bestie, Nikki. Nikki, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I just opened my flash brew by Verve Coffee. This is not a commercial, but they did send it to me for free. So I feel obligated to say how delicious it is. I'm so jealous. Meanwhile, I'm drinking this like $8 tiny ass cold brew nitro thingy that I bought in town. That straw that straw you're drinking it out of, is it plastic or paper? Mm. It's plastic. Oh. Fuck the sea turtles, I guess. Fuck the sea turtles. I was like, I love <laughs> I love being like eco-friendly and like you know more than anyone that I'm like obsessed with animals and all that shit. But I love me a plastic straw. I do too. I love plastic straws. And for the record, I only kill sea turtles that really deserve it. So <laughs> those assholes a a lot of them are jerks they just really are they're just total assholes can't i recycle the plastic straw and doesn't that kind of make it okay i don't know uh i no, not in the eyes of people that are really into all of that i'm just not educated enough to like understand how how like using a pasta noodle as a straw is beneficial to the environment i don't know we are absolutely both getting hate mail for this conversation (laughs) (laughs) i want to know though i want to know people please tell me I, I posted a, a picture of a plastic bottle in my story once and some social justice warrior let me up for like an entire afternoon until I finally blocked him. I'm like, listen, pal, like I appreciate the, the feedback, but man, I can't keep taking this beating all day long over one photo. Well, you're an influencer, so you should know better. I'm like, I, I'm really not like it's just CrossFit. Like no one's influenced by me. But, hey. but you do have 200,000 followers now. <clears throat> uh, yeah. 203. Thank you very much. <gasps> no way. You already got 3K? I know. It's ridiculous, Four? isn't it? Holy shit. I know, right? Just like you know, <laughs> I have, now that I'm above 10K and I can swipe up to things, which by the way, took <laughs> fucking forever. My husband always is like, you know, I hear they say the first 10K is the hardest and it just like shoots up from there. And I'm like, uh, no, 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 it doesn't. Because every day I look and it's like, you've lost 80 followers today. I'm like, motherfucker, I'm going to be back under 10K. Can't swipe up to shit anymore. <laughs> well, so it's really, you know, I, I feel like I learn stuff every week on the Instagram page. And this one was, this week was really funny. So I, you know, I got to 200,000 and that was like, felt like a big number for me. I've been, you know, kind of striving to get to that number for a while. And, uh. I guess it was like a day and a half ago. This girl sends me um, a video clip from the Filthy 150, which we'll talk about in a minute. But the clip mm-hmm. was Sarah Sigmund's daughter. And she has this look on her face like she's smiling. You know, she has a beautiful smile. But she goes from smiling to looking like completely and utterly pissed off. Within I know like, exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, like within four seconds. And the girl <laughs> even sent me the clip that said, uh, when you see the waiter bringing food, but it's not your table. Right. And it was, like the, it was like the perfect storm. So I'm like, all right, I'll post it. Well, in two days, this thing has gotten 134,000 views and 25,000 likes, which is crazy. And I've probably picked up, I bet I picked up a thousand followers from that meme alone, right? And so, so I need to post memes is what you're saying? Pretty much, pretty much. But what's funny about it to me is like how it brings the community together because people see it and they, they start relating. Oh, you remember that time we went out to brunch and I got all pissed off that wasn't our food and they send it yeah. to somebody else. And like, that's how it happens. And it ends up getting like you know, 1200 comments with the comments are really just people tagging other people. Right, right, right. Okay. So next big meme you get like that in your head, send it to me and I'll post it. All right. Make your own damn memes. I'm not your meme bitch. You know, (laughs) I am not clever enough to do that shit. You know, I'm far too basic to make up a good meme. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. We're both basic. 
Well, let's talk about the filthy 150. Easy for me to say. So it looks like it was a fun weekend over in Ireland. Yeah, it looked awesome. I I heard um, from a few of the athletes that the weather kind of sucked. It was like cold and rainy the whole time, but that it was still like in an absolutely beautiful location um, and that it was well run. And, you know, it's obviously a well-established event. It's been around for a while. Uh, The coolest thing I think is that the community aspect of it backed up the sanctional aspect of it. And they had representatives from every single gym in Ireland there in one way, shape or form, either attending or on the competition floor. Um, And we saw, you know, the return of the greatness of Sarah Sigmund's daughter, which I think is so awesome. Oh, I love her. I love her so much. Yeah. She's a, she's a, just a great competitor. That's what I love about her. Like she, and that's actually why I was talking about that meme. The thing I like about her, she has this like game face and that's what the photo really was. was like, Mm -hmm. you could tell they're like cameras on her and they're like, all right, we're going in five seconds. And she immediately changes face, you know, totally. very, very cool. But it was great to see her just, you know, she kind of dominated it. Right. She almost led wire to wire. Totally. And you know, it was, um, it was a pleasant surprise because she's had a little bit of a roller coaster over the last couple seasons. You know, she had that fractured rib and then that sort of came back again a second time. And in between her injuries, she was doing great. And then, you know, winning the open and not doing great at sanctionals and, you know, getting by the skin of her teeth and getting on the podium and then not again at games. And so this was really, I feel like, and I said this last year, but this year, I mean it <laughs> like the beginning of the, the Sarah that we know and love coming back and, and dominating. I think she has a real shot at the podium this year at games. I do. Yeah, I agree. I mean, what's always interesting to me about these athletes is that there's some that really do great in the open because you get multiple chances to do a single workout, you know, over five weeks and then they're not as great in sanctionals. And so it's great to see her come out, you know, after winning the open and then turning around and, and putting together a performance, you know, live and in person and, and for anyone who thinks there wasn't stiff competition, like the women, the women's competition was really stiff, like really, you know, great athletes competing. Totally, totally. And, you know, stacked all the way up until I'm pulling up the leaderboard right now, but stacked all the way um, even past the podium up until, you know, that that 10th place spot, basically. Um, I'm still really impressed at Sam Briggs coming in fifth, given the fact that she posted on Instagram during the Open, she had some injuries she was dealing with. Um, you know, she even had the the penalties that never got her down and the fact that she's technically in the masters i mean she continues to dominate regardless of <laughs> the state of her body age-wise injury-wise like she's just so impressive oh, she's superhuman yeah she really is like it's like there's never a competition where i don't think she's impressive like you know she's just great at so many things and and you're right like just constantly pushing the leaderboard regardless of age which is just great to see and then yeah. second place went to Kristen Holt, which is, uh, do I pronounce that right? Uh, it's not Holta. my job. Holta. Okay. Holta, yeah. That's, that's the, the Southern American version. <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's, she's a, an amazing competitor coming in second. So again, you know, just you know, great athletes in this competition. Yeah, totally. I mean, Emma McQuaid was up there. Steph Chung came in, uh, tied for sixth. Uh, Kelsey Keel was up there. I mean, there's just so many people that we've seen so many games athlete. It was, it was a definitely a deep field. Um, and on the men's side as well. So Justin Medeiros won, who now I think is the youngest competitor we've yep. ever seen win a sanctional event. 20 and years old. He, what? 20. I, the belt I'm wearing right now is older than 20 years. Jesus. I swear to God. Like, yeah, 20 years old. His his mullet, however, I don't think is that old. But uh, Love it. 
I know he's, he's rocking the 1980s mullet. I got to give him big props for that. Absolutely. And, he, and again, knocked off some huge competition. I mean, Ro- Roman uh, Krennikov came in second. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I have said it before. I'll say it again. If he can get his ass to the games this year, if he can figure out his visa shit, I really think that Roman has a chance to at least crack the top ten. Not getting in. I know, probably not. Right. Yeah. Uh, for the record, uh, one of the followers sent me during the live feed. The closed caption kept uh, texting his name as Roman Chronic Cough, which, no. I, thought, which I thought, you know, via CrossFit <laughs> is really, really, really appropriate. Awesome. Yeah, and then Tim Paulson came in third, which, you know, I love Tim. Tim yeah. is just, and his whole family, actually, just an amazing family. Uh, Tim's an amazing guy. And, you know, after, um, you know, getting knocked out of day one at the games this year to come back and finish on the podium in the first sanction, and looks like he's probably going to qualify through the Open anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really fast start to the year for him, which isn't, it's not for the people that know him, that's not surprising, but it's great to see because I just love him as a person. How about the return of one, Mr. Dan Bailey? Oh, I know, Uh, right? He won an event. Yeah, he won an event. It was, did you watch the, um, was it the snatch? Did you see him snatch? Uh, I did not see his snatch. That sounds dirty. Uh, yeah, I know. I didn't. I didn't get a chance to see any of it. I was busy all weekend, but uh, you know, I was watching the highlights and the clips. And it's worth going back just to watch that event. I, he didn't PR, but given his injuries, I think he got under a weight that he hadn't touched in a really long time, and maybe didn't even expect to hit in competition. And it was it was magical. It was a special moment to watch someone so accomplished who, unfortunately, has had such a setback, come back to the point where they really feel like they're you know back in the game it was so cool he finished 16th overall it's great well he's certainly somebody that everyone's going to root for i mean just a terrific guy uh you know besides just the name recognition and his history with the sport just you know just a really amazing person all around somebody sent me a clip of him singing and playing guitar and asked me to do something with it i'm like yeah i'm not going near that (laughs) like (laughs) you want the haters to really come after you yeah, it's like, well, you know, you can make fun of somebody in the CrossFit world, but like you start attacking them personally, that's an entire other thing. And as a musician, like I'm like, yeah, I don't do that. I don't make fun of people for playing guitar. God no, bless him. I love it. I love, he's actually pretty good too. Yeah, he's good. Uh, the other thing that was interesting for this one is, so you had the top three women, but all three of them had already qualified for the, or it looks like they're already going to qualify. So the invite's actually going to go to somebody else, fourth place finisher. This is where we see the backfill process start to take shape. And it's really interesting having 28 or 29, whatever it is, events this year, because it's like the, the later ones we're going to see, I mean, shit, last year at Rogue, didn't Chandler Smith come in like 12th or something like that? Yeah. get the invite from there. So especially, I mean, it's nice to get it out of the way, but if I were an athlete, I'd be seriously strategizing whether or not it would be more important for me to be in and not worry about it and have the training season, you know, however I want it to shake out, or would it be better to go to a later event knowing if I finish like top 10, I have a really good shot of getting in just because of the backfield process. I don't know. Well, I'd have to, I'll have to do some research, but I'm going to just speak out of my ass. Like I normally do. If I were an <laughs> <Please>. athlete, I <laughs> I would probably be looking for events like this where you have a lot of Europeans that potentially you would have a lot of athletes that won their country that are going to qualify that way. Mm-hmm. And um, so as an American, you could go over and you could potentially finish, you know, fourth, fifth, sixth, and still yeah. qualify because you're going to have a lot of national champions competing against you. I think Norway in January or February, I have it right. I have the schedule right here. Um, 
February 14th through 16th. That might be a really cool one in that respect, because the only other European one ahead of that is strength and depth. And that is sort of like a giant, you know, festival sort of, and, you know, wit is there and other athletes come. So, but you're right. Like Norway might be one of those kind of local, kind of big, kind of whatever that maybe a lot of Europeans are going to go to, but they've already gotten their national champion spots. So maybe that'll be one that we see sort of stacked like this one was. I'd love to sneak into some of these uh, European sanctionals. So if anybody wants to send me a ticket and an invite, I'm happy to come. Same, same. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, on the team side, uh, not only winning overall, but having the best team name I think I've ever heard was the Ramwad Meat Squad. No Meat Squad. I don't know what the hell's up with that name, but big, uh, big props to them for using uh, the Meat Squad and just, and just, you know, tempting us to do a tainted meat analogy. Oof. but, you know, real talented team, Brooke Haas, Chris Harris, uh, Deck Hopkins, and who's other Kelly Baker. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. You know, they, they, the team competition was pretty tight up until the end. I think that they went into day three in like third or fourth place. So, you know, they had to win a bunch of events to get up to the top of the leaderboard and only 50 points separated first and second place. So, and then only another like eight after that. So, you know, everyone put up a really, really good showing and it was another deep field for the, for the teams. Deep meat. Deep meat. Deep meat. You know, oh, they thick. Are they thick. You know, <laughs> I'll be honest, like I haven't followed the teams uh, for years, right up until last year with the changes. And then now with the changes, you have so many interesting athletes competing together. I mean, you know, like you look, this is a stacked team, you know, like they're really, really talented as individuals. So it's, it's really interesting seeing these teams compete now. So I'm, I'm anxious to see some of the other sanctionals as you, you know, you get our first look, maybe at team mayhem or, or even, um, well, I don't, I forget their, their team name, but, uh, Alex Smith's team last year, you know, super deep in, in talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will be a fun season. For yeah, sure. totally. Totally. Last year was the first time I think we had a chance to see what works better. People who have been living together, training together, you know, being in the same building, being able to talk to one another throughout every event or individual athletes who are really, really skilled and talented on their own, who are just able to pull it together last minute. And I think it's been kind of half and half, right? Like if it weren't for the complete domination of mayhem, I would say, I guess it doesn't really matter all that much if you're consistently in the same place. But even though their team is made up of individual athletes who are just so incredibly talented, you can't deny that they basically swept and how, like, what is the major difference? Major differences are in the same building day in and day out. And they're basically family and they like live together and eat together and do all these things constantly. And their communication is unspoken because they are so tight constantly. Um, so now that we're in the second year of, or second season, whatever you want to call it, of these super teams, it'll be interesting to see how much that matters now, or how much those individual athletes have started to be like, yeah, this is cool. And we're all really good, but we need to get together a little bit more than we did last year. You know? Yeah. You know, to that point, I was, I went to a competition over the weekend, um, in Delaware. If you've never been to Delaware, you haven't missed much. I'm kidding. Don't go. <laughs> uh, no, it's actually, it was a beautiful, uh, beautiful area. Uh, but to the point of that, you know, it was this team competition and they were using, uh, it was similar to like, uh, to the worm you see in these competitions, they had sandbags. And uh, it was the teams that could communicate well together that were doing well. And the ones that couldn't were like almost decapitating themselves with the, right. with the uh, 
straps that were attached to it. And it, it, to me, it, it feels the same way with some of these teams at the games. Like I know they're uh, these early level athletes, but you know, the ones that have better communication and, and know what the others are going to do tend to do better. And I think that's why Rich's teams have done so well for so many years as he's, yeah. you know, he's kind of a taskmaster in that regard. And, and as a, he's a really good coach, you know, yes. so it'll be interesting to see them uh, adding Scott to their team this year. Cause it's my understanding. He's not, you know, he's not moving to Tennessee. And so he'll be, you know, uh, traveling back and forth to compete. So he won't be there 24 seven, like some of the other athletes have been, but he's also a great student. So it'll be, um, yeah, I don't think it'll hurt them to do that, but it will be interesting to see how the dynamic changes. Yeah. Sure. And I wonder too, what they end up doing like closer to games. I know he's not moving there, but is he going to spend like the three months leading up to games there? You know what I mean? Like what? Yeah. I, I don't How's know. That shake out? I, I'm never around him. I don't ever see him. I mean, I see the twins, but I don't see him, but yeah, I, the one thing I do know is he is the, the ultimate professional and he's a hardcore competitor. So it would not shock me to see him go there for, for three months to do full time totally. training to get ready for it. Cause you know, if he, if he's sniffing gold, he's going to go after it. There's no doubt about it. Hey, we can ask him next week. True. Yeah, we should. Yeah. Well, we got to try, we'll get him on the podcast. We'll, we'll get a bunch of, uh, so when we're at the Winter Classic, for those that haven't heard us do this spiel over and over and over, Winter Classic next week here in Cleveland, uh, we'll get a lot of athletes on. We'll have, uh, we'll have all the pan checks. There's like 50 of them. Yeah, it's like 70 pan checks all at once. I heard they found one behind the couch the other day they didn't even know they had. Oh, like just covered in dust bunnies? Yeah. Like how long has this been here? God. Yeah, exactly. Did, when did we have this kid? Oh, okay, he's fine. He's fine. Um, <laughs> Yeah, and then uh, we'll have Amanda Barnhart will be there, uh, Fisagavi, uh, Graham Holberg. I'm always missing somebody. Margo. Margo. Margo's the one I always forget. I love Margo. Yeah, Logan Aldridge will be there. Um, who we, um, Christy Ermo. Yes, that was the one. Christy Ermo yeah. will be there. So, yeah, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get as many of them on as we can and uh, spend a little time talking to them. So we'll... We'll grill Scott, see if we can get some answers out of that. <laughs> so speaking of uh, one of those athletes, so Amanda, it just made me think of it with Amanda Barnhart because Amanda's, uh, she's sponsored by um, Born Primitive. And oh, uh, so okay. some of this follower sent this to me this week. So this is really funny. So they make these jorts for men. These okay. Workout jorts. Now, I don't know who thought that jean shorts was a great idea to work out in, but they've made these jorts for men. And I'm going on record. I'm not, this is not sponsored by Born Primitive anyway. They're not paying me or did not ask me to do this. But this follower sent it to me. They go, hey, you got to go read the reviews for these jorts. They're amazing. Okay. And so I'm like, all right, so I'm going to go read them. So I'm going to read you a couple because they really are amazing. Are they so, on the website? They are. So if you just go to their website and, uh, and bring up the jorts for men. Uh, so the first one says, Denim Freedom! Exclamation part. Exclamation point. Got these in an Alabama's Greatest Hits 8-track after I saved up 112 proofs of purchase from cartons of Benson and Hedges menthol lights. They, <laughs> they grab my ass like Stevie Nicks backstage at Daytona while framing my profile like a precious moment shadow box my Aunt Peggy has hanging in her fancy room. <laughs> what? Yep. 18 years from now, there will be a spike in DNA kit sales confirming I'm the father of enough children to recreate the Hands Across America commercial. 12 out of 10 would smoke cancer sticks again for these shorts. Holy shit. Isn't that epic? Let's see. Here's oh one. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt would be proud. I've never felt more like a man than when I'm in these shorts. Freedom so hard. <laughs> oh my God. These Joey's 
are the perfect mix of Abraham Lincoln, Santa Claus, and Kid Rock all rolled into one. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, Jesus. All right. All, right. all right, here's one. This one's good. So, these bad boys came in the mail today. As I fervently ripped over the package, I felt the excitement of a young man during the birth of the American Revolution. It was as if the blood of Paul Revere was running through my veins. And if you cut me, I bled only three colors, red, white, and fucking blue. <laughs> as I ripped open the package, an American Eagle flew out of the bag, playing the theme song to Rocky Ford and a rock guitar while Drago cried in the corner and the Russian crowd chanted, USA, USA. And then a thunder came from the heavens, much like the thunder that cracked the Liberty Bell. I held them up to the light in all their glory and cried tears that tasted like the water that flows from the great Mississippi. And all I could think was, eat your heart out, Thomas fucking Jefferson, America, bitches. Wow. Wow. That's so they put, a lot of, they put a lot of thought into this. Like, I'm really, that was like a beautiful poem. Wasn't I'm it? really impressed, yeah. So good. These are all so good. Jesus. And Jesus said, God's out, quads out. <laughs> <laughs> There we go. As soon as I took these jorts out of the packaging and put them on, Toby Keith came crashing through my wall like the Kool-Aid man and started playing courtesy of the red, white, and blue with Uncle Sam and Abe Lincoln singing backup vocals. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, my God. These are awesome. For the record, I think workout jorts are, are great. It's a great idea. You know who wears a mean pair of jorts? Who? Mike Richards. Uh, really? MC Mike rocks the jorts i think he needs a pair of these though like i think his are real jorts yeah maybe i don't know i don't know if i could rock the jorts on a workout i uh i was reading these reviews to my daughters because i like to run material past them and and the first thing megan who's my youngest she's like why would they even think jorts were appropriate for a workout and i'm like that's when i knew it was a bad idea you just can't get anything past a teenager no i love it i i actually fully support these they're a little tight too like i'm looking at these pictures like these are legit. Well, also, I, I'd like to point out that the only size they're currently sold out of right now is 2XL. I know. Well, if I look like the guy in the picture, I'd probably wear jorts too, but I don't look like that. Uh, I also appreciate the fact they, they put him in work boots. I know. He's like lifting in work boots. I feel like I'm looking at one of those uh, one of those uh, fireman catalogs. That, totally. You know, I, I don't know. Making I'm getting me want to buy it though. I'm kind of getting a weird feeling. I'm feeling a little tingly. I don't know why. <laughs> a little weird in your pants. A little weird in my pants. My pants are tight. Oh, God. Anyway. God. <laughs> so weird. Anyway. Jesus. All right. Well, well, I mean, I think we should get a couple pairs. I would highly encourage everyone to go read these reviews. <laughs> I posted them on my page and Born Primitive actually sent me a DM. <laughs> did, they send, did they offer to send you a pair? No, they should have. Damn it. Not oh. that I would wear. I would have declined. I'm not going to oh. wear jorts. I, I can't. I can't pull off that look. I think you can. No, I'm too old. I, you know, I, I'm too old. Yeah, like you know, I'd want to look like a fireman, but I, I'd, I'd look like the fire dog, like the, you know. <laughs> oh, good I, lord! I know. I just I can't pull off that look. All right, pass. Hard pass. Anyway, so what are your plans for Thanksgiving? We got a few more minutes. What are you guys <sighs> doing? We're hosting. We're hosting everyone at our house, which will be fun. Do you guys do any workouts on Thanksgiving? Your gym open? Yeah. So, um, the gym's open. There's like one long partner wad. That's like three girl wads back to back to back. And I told Matt the other night, I'm like, we need to like wake up our asses early and get our shit done for Thanksgiving. Cause I really want to come in and do this. You're going to want to be there in the morning. Like, Oh, I can't take an hour off to work out. Cause I need to put the green bean casserole in like, no, nah, I want to do this shit. 
I want to wake up and work out, not worry about it. How about I'm you? Not, I'm not working out. We used to. I, uh, yeah, I've got, I've got a bunch of buddies. Well, I shouldn't say I'm not going to. If I get invited, I might get talked into it. But um, okay. I do the same thing every year on Thanksgiving. My girls come over on Wednesday and uh, we hang out. I don't know what we'll do Wednesday night. We usually either go see a movie or order in pizza or something. But then mm-hmm. Thursday morning, we get up and we put up the Christmas tree, which is a tradition um, for us. Okay. And we try to keep uh, being from destroying it. And then uh, once we're done putting up all the Christmas decorations uh, and we play Christmas music the whole time. I might of, course. of course. Of course. And uh, then we get in the car and we go to Cracker Barrel. Oh, classy. Yeah, well, look, it's, and it's, you know, it's, we used to live across the street from this Cracker Barrel uh, many, many years ago. And so it became a tradition. And so now we just have to go and the girls get pissed off if they don't get their Cracker Barrel pancakes. <laughs> they need these grits. <laughs> yeah, or their grits and the, the little cinnamon apples. and. I have never set foot in a Cracker Barrel. Oh, sweet mother of God. I, you know. just, I want you to hang up with me and go today. <laughs> we don't have one around here. It's not a New England thing. What the mess? I'm supposed to be in Rhode Island next week. I don't want to go now. We don't want to come if there's no Cracker Barrel? No, it feels un-American. <laughs> like you guys don't love America. We uh, New Englanders hate America. That's why we founded it. I know. Exactly. <laughs> you hate everything. You hated England and so you founded New England and then now you hate America and you're probably going to go create another country now. That's right. If only I would. <laughs> right now I would. Um what was I going to say? Uh, I'm I'm down for all the Christmassy things, but I need to wait until after Thanksgiving. Like, it could be the day after, but I have to wait till after. Uh, we well, we do it on Thanksgiving because then my girls go to their moms, and so it's really kind of the only time we get to do it together that without waiting a few days. You know, it's yeah. just it's just become tradition for us, so it's fun. And then occasionally I'll do a workout. In years past, I have these buddies that I do workouts and when we do them on Thanksgiving, they're horrendous. Like we yeah. typically do Clovis, which is ten mile run. And 150 burpee pull-ups, which is just ridiculously stupid. Um, nope. But you can almost always guarantee it'll be an hour long. Like whatever it is, it's going to be an yeah. hour long. Yeah, I like that though. I like like a good slow sweaty burn, especially right before I'm going to carb load for the rest of the year. Yeah, see, I I would prefer to just make my wad uh, sweet potato casserole and and turkey and gravy and biscuits and and all that of that. So we'll see. Yeah, we shall see. All right. Well, so uh, before we wrap up, so what's next coming up sanctional wise? So we make sure everybody knows what they need to be looking for. All right. So a couple things coming up. Um, Dubai is coming up in the middle of December, the 11th through the 14th. Um, and I say that first because I'm going to be there and I'm really excited. But even before that, we've got two other sanctionals happening in December. So the South Fit CrossFit Challenge, which is the Buenos Aires Argentina one, is December 6th through 8th. We won't be paying attention because we'll be at the Winter Classic. Um, and then just a couple days, or sorry, um, same time frame, but starting one day later, the 7th and 8th is the Pandalan CrossFit Challenge, which is in China. And I don't know if you saw this, but on Instagram, they just posted the other day that they are going to be arranging tours to the giant panda base for their competitors. So you can only get away with that shit in China. Like, you know, China, you go to a, an event, which by the way, Panda Land is just an amazing name for a sanctional. But so they're no like, problem. hey, we're, we're going to take you to see the rarest animal on the planet. I feel like the sanctionals in the United States would be like, we're going to take you to the closest McDonald's. <laughs> we're going to take you to Cracker Barrel. <laughs> We're going to show you where guns are made. Like, <laughs> I don't know what they do in the U.S. I don't know, but I like 
to be honest, like, so I reach out to a lot of sanctionals to see like, where I can go and who has a live stream, whatever. I didn't even bother reaching out to Asia because I was like, there's no way that they can, it's too expensive to find me out there. I can't take the time off of work, whatever, whatever. I have never wanted to be at a sanctional more than this right now. Like Panda Land, if you're listening, bring me. I just, I just want to hug a panda. It's all I want to do. That's all I want to do. Well, when you come to Cleveland, I'll I'll take you over to the Cleveland Zoo. We don't have pandas, but we have uh, all kind of great critters. So I'll take you by, and you can. This conversation is null and void if you don't have pandas. All we were talking about is pandas. We have we have bears. You can pretend they're pandas. What's I the have difference? Bears I live in New England. Yeah, you guys don't have shit. Black bears. Anyway, so then we've got South at Panaland in Dubai. It's all in December. Um, the Mayhem Classic and Strength and Depth are both in January. And then um, the Norwegian CrossFit Championship and Wadapalooza are both in February. Cape Town was also scheduled to be in February, but they've been having drama with their location. So um, it's postponed indefinitely using air quotes because that's what they said on their uh, social media channels, which to me means canceled. Yeah, I got that impression too when I read it. It seemed like they, when they said indefinitely, it's just like, we're never coming back. So see you later, bitches. But, right. Or at least not this season. It's not like they're postponing it until they can find another location, but it might be later in the season. Like postpone indefinitely means can't just say the word canceled. It's canceled. I kind of know those guys. I'll reach out and see if we can get more info. Yeah, it's just, it's a bummer. Like I understand that they were, you know, they had everything ready to go and they've been planning for a long time. And there's like a very big uh, tennis match coming to Cape Town. I think it's like Federer and someone else. And they basically got booted. Like the, the governing board was like, yeah, sorry, you can't have your event here. So I don't know why they couldn't reschedule it, but it, it can't happen now, which is such a bummer. That is a bummer. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we're right at the end of our time. Okay. I would like to uh, give you congratulations. You didn't have a single alarm go off through the entire podcast today. I, so I don't even know what people are going to bitch about now. I know. And Bean didn't come crashing in. This is the most fucking professional thing we've ever pulled off. This is impressive. No, And I, you know what? I'm in the market for a podcast, Mike. We're going to take this shit to the next level. <laughs> well, six months in. I'm sure all 10 of our listeners will be super excited. Yay! So this is great. I hope my husband is listening because I want it from Santa. There you go. All right. Well, we'll make it happen. All right. So uh, I'm going to see you in a few days. I'm Yay! coming to come into, uh, your town this weekend and then we'll see each other again at the winter classic for everyone listening uh we hope you guys have a fantastic thanksgiving at least those of you in the u.s uh the rest of you do whatever the hell you want we don't care and uh we will talk to you guys soon thanks for listening